Welcome to Wander Mode, a podcast that wanders through topics such as entrepreneurship, traveling, and mamahood. As a teacher turned entrepreneur and a mama to one, I am sharing my tips and tricks to maintain harmony in a multifaceted life. Let's wander. Thanks for joining me for another episode. I am your host, Julie Thomas, and today I will discuss some of the realities of traveling with kids. I will provide you with a few travel strategies, and I will explain why you should definitely embrace the adventure. Winnie the Pooh said, As soon as I saw you, I knew an adventure was about to happen. This sentiment perfectly captures the moment that I saw my precious girl. I knew I wanted to live a life of adventure with her, and I have honestly found joy in traveling with a kid ever since. While it does require more planning and a few more adjustments, the experiences and the memories made are truly unparalleled. There are a few things that I want to note before I dive in. First, this episode primarily focuses on air travel with kids. While there are a lot of methods out there, such as road trips, RV, boat travel, the content in this episode is geared toward flying. If you can apply that to what you are doing or how you are traveling, go for it. Second, our little unit of three does not have any medical issues at this point in time that would require additional planning, preparation, or any sort of consultation with healthcare professionals. So I'm going to mention that it is essential as a parent that you are addressing the unique needs of each of your kids when considering travel based on access to medical facilities or equipment. And then finally, this advice isn't influenced by financial considerations. While travel expenses and budgeting are essential aspects of trip planning, and perhaps I'll focus on that in a different episode, the focus here is on general tips and strategies that can be applied to your trip regardless of budget constraints. Always remember that the true essence of family travel lies in the moments that you're sharing with your kids. This could be a lavish vacation or it could be a more budget-friendly getaway. All of these strategies should be able to be applied. Let's begin with traveling with an infant. The first experience of traveling with a baby can be daunting, but it also has some very unique advantages. Babies often sleep a lot when they're young, so strategic flight booking to coincide with nap times can be a game changer. Wearing the baby in a carrier instead of pushing them through in a stroller minimizes baggage and keeps your hands free. And also a carry-on instead of a diaper bag during longer flights really eases your load. It ensures that you have all of your essentials on hand. From the time that my little one was just three weeks old, we began our adventures together It was sometimes possible to schedule flights during naps, 
But those flights in which they did coincide with naps were undeniably the smoothest and the most peaceful. Sometimes I was actually able to watch a movie or even read a book. I found that wearing her in a carrier through the airport was really convenient. It meant that I could avoid the hassle of getting a stroller through security and then subsequently having to collapse it and into a bag and gate check it. It did change as she grew older. At around nine months, when she desired to have increased mobility, we did switch to a travel-friendly stroller, specifically the Baby Zen Yo-Yo. Um, this stroller easily fits into any plane's overhead compartment, and it can also be opened using a single hand. For longer flights, I took the practical approach of packing a carry-on, and then checking an empty diaper bag along with the rest of our luggage. Longer journeys require more supplies, including extra diapers, formula, medications, breast pumps, clothing changes, especially if you are in those blowout days. Packing a carry-on with the essentials also guaranteed that I would be okay if we landed and somehow our baggage was lost. And I know it's happened to me and I know it has happened to others. Having that carry-on meant that I knew I would have enough to get by until I was reunited with my luggage. Another reason I like using a carry-on is because it gives you space to carry all of those important medications. Now, your child may have required medications, but I'm even talking like general medications in the case that things happen on the trip. I pack when we travel anywhere, allergy medication, Tylenol, cough medicine, potential things for her ears. You do not want to be caught in another country without these items. Domestic travel is perhaps a little less worrisome, but regardless, I have just gotten used to having a bag packed with any potential medications I might need, and it goes with us everywhere. Traveling and packing at this stage with kids is really all about staying prepared and making thoughtful decisions. These thoughtful decisions will give you as much peace as you possibly can have as a mama. Oh yeah, I see you mama. I know how hard it is to have that peace of mind when you're about to leave your house. Let's address feeding on the go. For breastfeeding moms who feed directly from the breast, Nourishing their baby is always readily available. However, as an exclusively pumping mom like myself, pumping on flights was essential. I used a high-quality pump such as the Willow. There's lots of other brands out there, and it was a game-changer. It provided both mobility and convenience. Regarding formula feeding, I learned to pre-measure the formula into bottles before the trip this way, adding water becomes a breeze. There are portable bottle warmers like Baby Brew, but I never warmed the formula when M transitioned off of breast milk. Always, always, always pack a Ziploc bag with extra formula. This ensures that you are well prepared in the case that your flight gets delayed and you're stuck in an airport or you have lost luggage. Formula would be the one thing that I would say is very hard to replace when you're going to another location. As the baby transitions to solid foods, 
the process becomes a little more manageable. They can eat food from restaurants in the airport or consume what is served on a plane. However, due to increased pickiness at younger ages, I would pack some backup food and snacks just in case. As a mom, one of my top priorities has always been ensuring that my little one has enough to eat because there is nothing worse than a hungry kid. I meticulously charted her feeding schedule as a newborn, and even though I am now toting a toddler instead, I am now the designated Sherpa of snacks. When I breastfed, I always packed some frozen bags of breast milk. This allowed me to stay a few bottles ahead of her. So I would maybe get four bottles ahead of her, and then I would pump what she needed for the rest of the trip. Even if you're staying in a hotel, sometimes you can ask the front desk if you can store um, bags of breast milk inside some of their fridges. Um, most hotels have, I have found to be pretty accommodating as far as that goes. Or even if you have like a mini fridge in your hotel room, uh, if you're not staying at like an Airbnb or a VRBO. With my breast pump days behind me, I now pack a lunchbox. I always include something with a little more protein or substance. And in addition, I like to have our go-to white cheddar Cheetos, uh, some fresh fruit perhaps, and then there is typically a rotating item that adds variety. The lunchbox has been a lifesaver. Keeping all of her food organized, it makes it very accessible during flights. But then the nice thing is that it also acts as a storage unit for food when we're on the go on the trip. Let's transition to keeping a home away from home. Creating a consistent sleeping environment for little ones while you are traveling is absolutely crucial for their comfort, their security, and your sanity. Whether you are using a standard pack and play, a sound machine, or a favorite blanket, having those familiar elements can make a significant difference in helping them to settle into this new space. Sharing a sleep environment with your child while traveling presents unique challenges, especially if you do not typically bed share when you're at home. However, it is possible to set up a conducive space for both of you to be able to rest comfortably. Packing lightweight swaddle blankets with clips offers versatility in designing visual barriers within any room. When I say clips, I mean it could even be a chip clip from your kitchen. These visual barriers provide a sense of separation without having to be physically out of the room. This allows you to remain in the room, reading, working on a computer, sleeping, without distracting your tired little one. Additionally, there are products out there on Amazon that are relatively inexpensive that assist you in blacking out windows. These blackout solutions become especially important if you are traveling with a significant time change, or if you're staying in a place where natural light might disrupt your child's sleep patterns. For example, if you go to Alaska in the summer, they have a lot of hours of daylight, and that would be incredibly disruptive to a little one being able to get to sleep if there's that much light coming into the room. A well-rested child means a more enjoyable and stress-free journey for the entire family. 
building these sleep forts is a skill that I have honed to perfection. You can actually go onto the Wander Mode podcast blog and see some pictures of my most creative setups. I have used anything from luggage to chairs to lamps, you name it. Thankfully, M has always been a great sleeper. And having those familiar sleep essentials on hand as we travel has allowed us to create the perfect sleep oasis wherever it is that we go. As she has grown older and she now sleeps in a hiccup blow-up toddler bed, constructing those sleep forts has become a little more challenging. So we've adapted. Our strategy now involves getting her settled into bed. And then if we're in an Airbnb or a VRBO, obviously it makes it pretty easy to just be in another room. But if we're in a hotel, we will usually just step into the hallway and then use our WiseCam monitor to watch until she drifts off. Once she's fast asleep, we quietly re-enter the room. This has worked for us when staying on my parents' boat, where she and I shared a bunk room. This worked when we shared a room at an Airbnb in Hawaii on a family friend's trip. This worked when the three of us shared so many hotel rooms in Slovenia. I do want to briefly address time changes, as it is very much sleep-related. Adjusting to time changes is an essential part of traveling internationally, or even if you're traveling between the coasts of the United States. Over the years, Ben and I have adopted a method that has worked really well for us. We force our clocks to align no matter what with the destination's local time. When we land at a new destination, even if our bodies are telling us it's nighttime, we push ourselves to stay awake and active during the day. It is so tempting to nap when you are that tired, but we resist the urge and we focus on engaging in various activities. By doing this, we are usually ready to hit the bed around 8 p.m. local time, maybe even 7, but we try to wait till 8. And our bodies really do quickly and naturally adjust over so much faster by forcing that staying awake time period. Red-eye flights from a sleep perspective are hard, but they work beautifully for when you then land in a destination, you stay up for the day, and then you go to bed a little bit earlier than you normally would at home. We apply the same philosophy regarding our little one's sleep schedule. We synchronize M's clock with ours. We do allow her to nap maybe a little more during the day, but we are mindful not to let her oversleep if she should be awake. This approach has proven incredibly effective as it really does help our entire family adjust to the new time zone relatively quickly. It enables us to make the most of our time in a new destination, and there are a lot of other strategies out there to attempt if this is not conducive for your family. Let's chat packing considerations. Regarding packing for travels, do not stress over bringing Excess diapers, wipes, clothing, entertainment for the kiddo. Kid basics like diapers and wipes can easily be purchased even if they are not the preferred brand. They can be found at most convenience stores. Pack the number of diapers that you need inside your car seat bag to save luggage space and buy more at your destination if it's required. Similarly, clothing can also be found at most places that you visit 
It may be at a slightly higher price tag, but it really does give you some flexibility to still go out and purchase something if you need to, to enjoy some unexpected activity without worrying that you haven't packed the perfect outfit. To reduce the amount of clothing that we pack for M, we often choose accommodations with access to a washer and dryer, or at least we stay in towns with laundromats. Alternatively, go out and purchase some laundry detergent sheets so that you could wash clothes in a sink if you don't have laundry facilities available. When thinking about packing bottles, we only ever packed the number of bottles that M typically drank in a day. This keeps it minimal and it keeps it efficient. You can bring some small travel dish soap and it allows you to wash them in a sink each night and leave them to dry. I have done this in rental homes. I have done this in hotel rooms and it works fantastic. The same goes for if you pack toddler-friendly dishes. Pack only a single set, uh, you know, a cup, a plate, a bowl, a fork, a spoon, a knife, whatever, and then just wash them after every meal. It does make for a lot of washing. It can be a little bit putsy, but it really reduces the amount of stuff that you're trying to bring along with you. When packing entertainment items for little ones, we keep it simple and we stick to a few familiar books. While we do include some favorite toys and activities, we avoid overpacking in this category. Kids are usually way more fascinated by the new environment than being fixated on toys that you brought from home. One of our go-to entertainment items is actually chunky floor puzzles. If you have kids that are old enough to do some really basic puzzles, they are easy to pack in Ziploc bags and bring along with you wherever you go. They provide not only engaging playtime, but quiet playtime. This makes puzzles ideal for shared accommodation situations where we're trying to be considerate of others that might be staying nearby. A critical rule that we do follow is we don't ever pack toys that make noise. Toys with loud sounds can be really disruptive to fellow travelers, especially in quiet or remote locations where that peace and that tranquility are really valued. We favor interactive play within the new environment, and we really try to focus and shift from being entertained by something that is a material possession to just relishing some of the adventures that our new destination can provide. Finally, let's consider some things as your kids grow. As M grows, the systems that we have in place for travel basically remain the same. They do continue to revolve around transport, like car seats, or food and sleeping arrangements, entertainment, packing, but the tools and items that we use now differ from what we used in earlier years. Instead of using a baby carrier, she travels in a stroller. Instead of using bottles, we now use a water bottle. Baby food shifted to packing a lunchbox or purchasing food as needed. The pack and play has been swapped for a hiccup And as she grows older, she takes on more responsibility for her travel needs. Rather than me carrying everything, she now wears a backpack filled with entertainment for the flight. Rolling her small kid-friendly carry-on is another way that she participates in the travel process. Technology has also found its place in our travel routine. We repurposed an old iPad for her use, and we installed some apps that encourage interaction and learning. 
We also put on the YouTube Kids app, which is carefully curated with approved videos from myself or my husband. And then she balances her screen time with items that she carries in her backpack, which are more physical toys. I will link some of my favorite interactive and learning-based apps and packable toys in the podcast description. Make the choice to travel with your kids. Traveling with M from a young age has kindled within her a profound love for exploring new places. As long as M has her trusty sidekick unicorn, who we call Luna, and us by her side, she is ready to take on the world. The anticipation of upcoming trips fills her with excitement, and she talks about going on an airplane almost daily. Even at her young age of two, she counts the daycare days until our departure. Kevin Heath said, ultimately, kids won't remember that fancy toy you bought. They will remember the time that you spent with them. Em told me the other day, I want to stay home from school to pack all the things in my suitcase. That phrase was a testament to the beautiful memories that we have created through our journeys together. And her enthusiasm for travel is truly heartwarming. And her innocence reminds us every single time of the true essence of these experiences. Travel is a priceless gift and it brings our family long lasting joy. So to all the parents Don't hesitate to start your adventure of discovering new places with your kids. It's an investment in their hearts. It's an investment in their souls, and it will last a lifetime. Happy travels. If you wandered to this point in the episode, thank you for listening to the Wander Mode podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Wander Mode Co. Reach me by email at julie at wandermode.co. Until next time, wander on.